and welcome to episode 50 of Sequel Pitch. Yes, we are 50, episode 50. episodes old now. Way. We are 50. And boy, Goodness do me. we have a celebration <laughs> movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me as ever is a man that, just like Simple Plan, are the gods of rock. He is the god of sequels. It's Drew Toynbee. <laughs> Say hello, hello there. Say hello. Oh, wow. Come on. Being yeah, compared to Simple Plan. Wow. I, I'm going to get this little yeah. bit of trivia out of the way, right? My first ever live gig that wasn't a classical music concert that one of my was parents took plan? me to was Simple Plan when I was oh, 16 shit, years old. Me. And I was, I was 16 so years old in the year this movie came out at the height of their apparent fame. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. What are you talking yeah. about height? <laughs> they, they've reached loftier goals. They played on top of Mount Everest. What's wrong with you? <laughs> They're still no, going as well. Like their most recent album has got really so, good yeah. reviews. Is I'm going to check it out. Anyway, sorry, Russ. It takes them a while to get an album recorded when they're all working at Walmart as greeters, but <laughs> <laughs> they could get together, bang out a real banger. You know? Just on their lunch break, they could knock out uh, a tune. Yeah. And yeah. it's all it's all bilingual because they're French Canadian too, eh? <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Simple Plan. Joie de vivre. Suck le bleu. And and with him, I'm only doing the intros to the people yeah, first, yeah. right? And with him. Is a man that just like the girls are waiting for a dog to shit, we are always waiting for him to shit out a sequel idea. It's Andy Henry. <laughs> hey, hey, Andy. My bit of trivia is I have no idea who Simple Plan is, but I uh, I also have a <laughs> license plate that says "Too Cool for School." Yeah. yeah. And lastly, is a man that appears in this podcast nowadays less than Dr. Ryan. It's <laughs> Matthew Rushton. I don't have trivia. <laughs> it's I have twins. Hey, trivia. Yay, you do have twins. <laughs> oh my God, you're the dad in this movie. If you were just a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh doctor. Yeah, oh, Matt, doctor. Matt, <laughs> Matt, in 17 years time, the girls are going to yeah. be, they're going to be having a, a trip to London to get scholarships and, um, and have, probably try girls? and get into a simple plan video shoot. You have no, two girls. No, they won't. Great, great response to <laughs> no, that. No, they won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, Dave. He has two. He has two twin girls recently, as opposed to one twin girl, which would be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two twin girls. We not just don't the, talk about the, the other one. Parent. Well, we did have twins, but then <laughs> okay. we picked our favorite. Got rid of Wait, the other. Yeah, I had we, to go yeah. and rent that wood chipper, and Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Kids are really, you know, if it's one thing I want to tell you about kids, it's that they are really, really, really into checking things out and you got to do. You got a lot of explaining and a lot of cleaning to do. Yeah. Now, we don't have in enough trees. No wood chipper in my <laughs> Now, in case you didn't uh, know uh, from the sexy voice that is not us. Um, we have a special guest with us today. It's Dave, Hi, one Dave. half of the disturbingly <laughs> pragmatic podcast, whose illustrious career includes work in the film industry. Now, yep. a little birdie, uh, Dave, 
told me that you worked on this film. Tell <laughs> our listeners a bit about yourself. Gone. I did, but I don't, I'm not just a I'm not just a film person. I'm also a funeral director. I actually have a there funeral directing. I can embalm people. If there's an wow. emergency embalming that needs doing, <laughs> I will do a shitty job of it because I haven't done it in 25 years. But still, I'll do it. Uh, you and can set up Grandma some chairs and <laughs> make everything Absolutely. look nice in a jiffy. Shit, that's if not supposed to need... spurt out there. <laughs> so if any of our listeners need an embalmer, uh, Dave go. is available. <laughs> How many days a week? Seven days? Actually, or... zero. They're literally, if you need an embalmer, go get an actual embalmer. I haven't embalmed since 1998, so it would turn out bad. It would turn out bad. <laughs> you know, it's not riding a bike. It's not riding a bike. It's a dead body, and sometimes the neck gets really, really engorged with fluid. So anyway, um, <laughs> not unless, if they go through someone... a wood chipper. Not if they yeah, go through yeah. a wood chipper, you're fine. That's that's <laughs> embalming. That's easier just, to clean that's, up. You see? That's mopping up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, Paul, Paul. My 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 partner in crime is Paul. My partner of uh, we've been together since 2006, on and off, and oh well, mostly on because we moved in in 2009. So. He's he's our, <laughs> my other half, and uh, we just basically do a podcast about everything that's going on. We talk about Britain, do we? Yeah, we do. Which well, very Britain, very fun UK, podcast. You know, shunned from the EU. <laughs> Which ones do you guys prefer? The unwanted uh, twin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this isn't the Brexit that I voted for. <laughs> I just voted for the brown people not to come here, not for me not to be able to get away my holiday. <laughs> 85 pounds 85 pounds I've got to fucking I've got to put through that I've got to be able to spend 85 quid to go to Spain are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> Jesus Christ it's like Piccadilly Circus in here <laughs> Listen, we got it. We got a deal with it. Let's just move on. All right, come on. Just move on. Yeah, that's right. Stop. Nothing to be done. Blame everyone else. Move on. Keep calm. Carry on. Oh man. Yeah. I don't mean to take us so far off of the of the wonderful movie that we're here to discuss. So, New York Minute, huh? You know what the great thing about me being on your podcast is? All four of you had to watch New York Minute. <laughs> this oh, is true. Yeah. We did. If, if, we did the, moment, the moment I can, I can push somebody to watch this movie. And by the way, as I said before, I just watched this movie six months ago for the first time, and I watched it again earlier today. My partner had to take the guns out of the house so that you know we don't have any accidents after watching this movie. I'm kidding. We're not the states. I don't have guns, but uh, <laughs> but honestly, it brings back a lot of memories. I will say this at the top. I had a lot of fun working on this movie. The people that I worked with, most of them, fantastic people, wonderful people. And when you work on a movie, you have to be there basically at least 12 hours a day, but mostly 14, 15, 16 hours a day. This movie was particularly bad with that, that we had lots of very long days because we were putting out what we all thought was cinematic history um, <laughs> akin to... Orson Welles great <laughs> it's just this is such a piece of like there's this is a, what I like to call a quilt of a movie where they take ideas from 87,000 different movies and they plop it into this and it makes a shepherd's mm. pie of a movie yeah. and yeah. shepherd's pie is awful 
<laughs> it's, just, it's just awful. I love all the ingredients that went into the shepherd's pie, but the moment you get all those ingredients in the shepherd's pie and it's shepherd's pie, it's like, what is this horse shit? This is this movie. It's like the first shepherd's pie and friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in you'll case get more hate you probably know. for shepherd's pie than you will Brexit. If people listen oh, to this okay. podcast, <laughs> that's okay. What are you guys going to do? Come over here? Like, you know, you barely leave your own country yeah, to yeah. Europe. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shit. Anyway, sorry. Let's not talk about the EU thing. Let's we... go on with the movie. Yeah, right. sorry, Ross. So, sorry, Ross. Order. We're order. Stop <laughs> talking. Order. Right. We, we... Order. <laughs> order. That guy was fantastic. Um. <laughs> Wasn't he with, with his ties John and Burkell. shit? That guy was yeah. awesome. Yeah. He was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we are doing a New York Minute, the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie of sorts. <laughs> their first ever like cinema release movie after their director-DVD movies. Their first and last. Um, first and last. I was going to say and last. Don't ever forget yeah, the and yeah. last. <laughs> yeah. they, they thought, no, nah, let's not do this again. Um, yeah, I'm sure they thought it, not the people who put out the money where they lost millions of dollars on this piece <laughs> yeah. of shit. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was the Olsen twins' it, creative no, yeah. decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they decided to take a back step, you know. Yeah. They, it was going to be like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they thought, no, <laughs> let's, not, let's not carry on. Give that we're taking sister. a break from She's acting to go to NYU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in case you didn't know, uh, and you ha- and you didn't watch this movie, I don't blame you. Um, no, we do a sixty-second synopsis. Uh, so, I'm going to try and put all the <laughs> weird bits in it if I can, uh, but I may miss some out. So, here we go. 17-year-old twin sisters Jane and Roxy R- Ryan are polar opposites and never see eye to eye they're after their mother's death they live with their father they're two, the two journey into New York City so Jane can deliver a speech for a prestigious college scholar- <laughs> scholarship Jesus, and Roxy can hand her band's demo tape to Simple Plan who are in town to shoot a music video Jane and Roxy board the train into New York but are thrown off after Roxy is found without a ticket while they are waiting, a chip device is mistakenly planted in Roxy's bag. Benny yep. Bong, the racist man, or Benny Bang, sorry, Benny Bang, the racist man. Benny Bang, the racist man. Yeah. What are you talking about, racist? What? <laughs> Benny oh Bang, God. the racist man, who was going to receive the device, offers Roxy a limousine ride for some reason in order to steal it, maybe, perhaps. She accepts. Dragging Jane along, he locks them inside, but then forgets to put the sunroof, uh, close the sunroof, and they escape uh, immediately into the subway. Well. Like immediately, yeah. they escape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, Max Lomax, uh, the only good thing about this movie, an overzealous truant officer, is on the hunt for Roxy. Jane realizes that uh, she's left her day planner in the limo, which has her, her money and the prompt cards for her speech. They and break into a hotel for some reason <laughs> to have a shower, and a dog eats a microchip. <laughs> Benny rings them and offers uh, to exchange the chip for the day planner. 
They go to meet Benny, but he tries to attack them and they run away and they fall into the sewers for some reason. Uh, then they end up at a beauty salon where they receive makeovers <laughs> yeah. with loads of dressing up montages. Yeah, got, uh, who knows how in, long the day in, is in New York? <laughs> is it a minute or is it 15 hours? Who knows? In, uh, like, when is, and, the, when is this thought... speech supposed to be? Uh, the speech is at three o'clock. I, I, I just have to interject. And you thought that Andy Richter doing a fake Chinese accent was bad. And then you have <laughs> the girls like in the most racially insensitive sequence oh, I've yeah. ever seen on what? film. Big Cheryl's House of Bling? <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's, that's inspired writing. <laughs> maybe, maybe you British people aren't really attuned to the inspired writing of America. Okay, because that scene was comic fucking brilliant. And how dare you? <sighs> um, how dare you? Max hunts them. Max hunts them down, uh, and they escape in a cab. And they have an argument, and they split up. Uh, then Jane goes to meet Benny, who takes her to his mother, the head of a DVD and CD pirating <laughs> operation that is like yeah. earns millions and millions of. Dollars apparently. Yeah, yep. in the Rock days of Napster, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Such a just good... pleading with the 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 people that go to see this movie to pirate it instead of going to the cinema to watch it. Uh, Roxy finds Benny's limo, retrieves Jane's day planner, and rushes to the building where Jane will give her speech and poses as her for it. Jane eventually turns up, then Max and Benny arrive. Benny's illegal doings are exposed, and he is arrested by Max, even though he's not a cop. Uh, The judge for the scholarship says, Hey, I saw your speech on the floor. I bet it was going to be really cool, and accepts the college scholarship. Months later, Roxy is in the studio recording with all the rest of the gang, and they all live happily after. uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it, except for the mom's dead. Yes, yes, yeah. the mum is The mum is still dead at the end of the movie, just so you know. So I don't know why any of you are laughing or having a good time. Your mother's dead. Just wait to the sequels. They've, There's also she's got to come like, back in one of them. Come on. Oh, There's man. also like some uh, romance as well in it, but... Um, oh, some random yeah. boys. Drew Pinsky behind the is scenes. Is there? Mm. Yeah. Like, that I was. That was like... Super oh, nice okay. guy. I no, J- Jared was. Padalecki's super nice guy. No, he was, and he brought his dog up. And how can you hate Aww. somebody who brings their dog with them? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it was he's, a beautiful seen, dog. Nice. Probably dead now, but that's okay. <laughs> he got another one, I'm sure. But uh, And the other one was nice, too. I can't remember his name, but his forehead screams 32. That's all it I'm does. saying. When he you look does. at his forehead. Yeah, he does look His forehead much screams older. 32. He looks yeah. much older yeah. than the 17-year-old child. <laughs> that he's ripped the skirt off of. Yeah. yeah. I don't even uh, know he had a right. name. I thought it was just blonde guy that crashes into people. Just yeah. oh, he's he a sexy blonde guy. I think that was his character name, sexy blonde guy. They were like, yeah. you're Mike Messenger. Mike, Mike Messenger. I take it. I'm Mike. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> right. Firstly, let's let's talk. Dave, you worked on this uh, movie. I did. Yeah? I did. Uh, tell <laughs> the audience what you well, if you want to, what you did and Tell us any any well. I I worked in the stories. production office. I I worked in the production office as one of the people there that uh, that made sure that all the paperwork went through and all the travel went through okay and all this sort of stuff. It was uh it was a very interesting position on this one because uh it was a new, it was an Olsen twins. I I never been an Olsen twins person because if I were I'd be a pedophile and that's not a good thing. 
Thank God I'm gay, so whatever. But uh, but, but honest, honest to goodness, like this production office was so weird. It was the first production office I'd ever worked in where we had to be sort of secretive about stuff because the Olsen twins have adult stalkers who show up to the production office going, are the Olsen twins here? Oh, really? Where are the girls? Can I see the Olsen twins? And every time that happened, you'd have to say, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. This is (laughs) a completely different movie than that. Who? (laughs) Who? But yeah, it was creepy. The Olsen twins were lovely people. But there's a creepiness about them because they've been beyond stars since they were zygotes. And they have people who are adults looking to basically be perverts. And this was yeah. at a time when they had a countdown online for when the Olsen yeah. twins were going to turn 18. Oh, man. <laughs> and, it's, and it's such and it a good thing. it doesn't help that in the movie they're sexualized. You know, like they are yeah. sexualized yeah. To a bizarre amount. Not... Yeah. Yeah. Like, like this is a right movie right off the that, bat. You got a nude scene, yeah, and like and a shower scene. And th- this this <laughs> movie is is clearly from like tone and and events happening is is aimed at their like tween fans, female tween fans, yeah. And just here's a vehicle for them to watch the twins do zany things and and for simple plan to get some exposure. And then they're just forty five year old men. <laughs> and for, yeah. it, it, exactly, and they got for put their something dads. into the boyfriends, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even creepier. Oh, isn't it? Too much. Too it's, much. Sorry. It's trying. Sorry. It's. Do you want to see that film Olsen again, twins. girls? Let's go see it again. <laughs> oh, Andy! Yeah. No. Oh shit! Yeah. That should be that should be a punishment. Actually, I think I think that should be a punishment. Instead of life in prison, you have five years of having to watch this movie on loop. Twenty four seven, and 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 you can't do anything about it. Like you're just you're in a room. There's nothing in the room except for you, a television, and, and oh my god, a, a it's deep, one of them really VHS crappy VHSs that skips yeah. over every VHS scene. tape version. Of so you don't it. You even get the pleasure it. of getting your dirty pubic kicks. Nope, nope. You can't. You, there, there are no crystal clear pauses on this one at all. It's like watching porn back in 1984 on the TV, you know, through squiggly lines. None of you will know that experience, but trust me, it was fun. Oh, no. Andy, you do? You know that experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, certain, certain films probably when yeah, I was let's younger, not, like videos, let, just getting yeah, let's that not, right time. Let's not, um, yeah. yeah. I, look, I don't want to have to edit too much of this, guys. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was, it was an interesting film, but 2003 was the year that we, uh, filmed it and it was a really bad year for film for some reason there was a bunch of stuff going on not only in toronto but in los angeles and new york like there was a whole bunch of negative film productions going on for some reason so it was a really weird summer we also had in that summer the blackout of 2003 on the eastern seaboard because something in ohio went wrong at some electrical converter and it basically took out the electricity from ohio all the way up into ontario so we basically shut down filming one day because we had no power to film. So it was just, there were so many weird things that went on that summer. And, uh, and again, just having, it's really unnerving having an adult person come into a, uh, an office and go, where are the Olsen twins? Like that, yeah. to me, I'm like, Ugh. and when you met yeah. the Olsen twins, they're like four foot three or whatever the hell, you know, like they're little people with Ugg boots on. And they have like this weird, they, you know, like I'm dressing in like, big things and big hats and like to, to try. I, I don't know what the deal is with them. They were pleasant people, but odd. If you had to put a word yeah. on it, odd. 
Mm. And and I think it's just because they've lived their entire lives with adult males going, where are the Olsen twins? We had the security yeah. guards for them, like an actual security team for them at all times. It was yeah. crazy. I was wow. going to ask, what, do they have like a big entourage or anything when they turned up in the mornings no. and left? Or was it just Not like a chaperone? And... No, in fact, Jill Zimmerman, who was one of the executive producer or one of the, she was one of the co-producers, that's what it was, that she had the title of, uh, she was their nanny growing up. So she was basically oh. there and oh. part of the family type of thing. So it was like her and the girls stayed in the stayed in the one room there, or the the big suite, the whatever suite that we had them at, at the at the hotel there. But it's like no entourage, no like they didn't want to be treated, you know, like with kid gloves or anything like that. They just came into the production office a few times and then they would be in an office with each other. Yeah. And they'd sort of just be alone. And uh mm. It's a very twins thing. Like, I'm not a twin, so I don't know what twins do together. But to me, it seemed like they were very, very close twins. And since they'd had this upbringing from the time that they were, you know, again, zygotes to now, you can just see how that affected their entire lives. I wouldn't want to have their lives if you paid me as much money as they actually had. Wouldn't want to have yeah. that life. Mm. No yeah. way, shape or form. I, I've got a question, Dave, because I didn't realize mm -hmm. uh, in the lead up to this episode, I only checked this out today. It was made by the Olsen Twins production company. And so like, how do you know how much creative control or creative input they had or they wanted to have or anything? Uh, or They had quite a bit of creative control because, again, it was, the, it was Denise DeNovi Productions and Dual Star Entertainment that when Warner Brothers was the distributing and everything. But it's um, they had a lot of creative control over things, but it was basically done through their producer guy robert he's the guy in the capri pants that i was talking to you about <laughs> yeah he was a Your weird favorite he person. was a weird guy yeah my favorite person you know i love guys who wear capri pants it's a real good look um <laughs> you know i'd like to wear some shorts but i really feel like the upper part of my of my uh, leg here and right beneath the calf there, that's kind of chilly so if i could have a little bit extra capri pants like it's just it's so I don't know why I put a British accent on, poor British accent on him, but I felt like I, you know. <laughs> it, it, it worked. Well, it, good. But it played. Yeah, no, they, they did have a lot of creative input into it, but, the, but I think that, you know, there was just, there was so much money thrown at this thing. And when you read the script, I read the script immediately because that's what you do when you're re working on something. I just read it immediately and I was like, wow, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my God, this is garbage. Oh, that's from this movie. Oh, that's from this movie. That's from this movie. That was the original script. That was before they had all of the script revisions and things like that. Because every day there'd be script revision or two, at least. And in production, oh, really? you use a color system when you're dealing with revisions because you have different schedules that they put out, the call sheets, things like that. But uh, so you basically go white, pink, blue, green, uh, yellow, goldenrod. And then if you repeat it it goes double white double pink double blue double you know and then it goes triple and then that way you know what you're on i can't remember what we were at with the with the uh script revisions by the end but it was up there and the guy with the capri pants <laughs> i told you this story <laughs> where he he basically he had a yacht off of catalina island down in near los angeles and i remember having to to fax 130 pages to his boat in 2003 Jesus. using 2003 cell technology and fax technology <laughs> and this was late at night too and and i was the only one there because he needed his goddamn script pages capri pants 
Rob. And his, <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I didn't have a lot of fun with those types because those types of people are, they're just assholes. No matter which way you shake it, they're complete dicks. But Robert, Robert's a great example of that, I'll tell you. Capri pants. <laughs> uh, Honest Dave. to God. I'm a gay man. I have never put a capri pan on my leg in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jesus. I've got got a question. Yes. Um, When you read it, you said, obviously, you were like, this is, this is shit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Did everyone else like in like the office and like everyone think it was quite bad as well? It's an unspoken thing that when you're working on something and most of the stuff at the time that filmed up here was like stuff from the states that had a lower budget or something so they could make the money stretch and they did that with this too like i thought it was a 50 million dollar budget apparently it was a 30 million but that's american so at the time it could have been 500 million canadian i don't know but the fact is when you're working on something like this it becomes part of your life and you work with these people and they become part of your sort of family for x number of months that you're doing this and to avoid working in a negative toxic horrible environment where every day you walk in going man the fuck am i (laughs) why am i working on this this is the biggest like devoid of any artistic merit whatsoever uh it is like if you take the budget of this and put it onto indie films we could make maybe 10 really good indie films but instead we're making this horrible ferris bueller's day off clone you know like so no no you don't really discuss it people tend to get quiet about the fact that they don't that they want their name to be alan smithy in the credits you know? <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much once you sign on to a project you're pretty much on the project until the end whatever and you can have your own views in it but at the end of the day it's a paycheck and yeah. i had a lot of fun with a lot of the people in that office and we all did and even though it was a pretty rough shoot and it did take a long time and there's a lot of hours and things that i will never ever see again <laughs> but <laughs> But I can die happy knowing that this was the result. Nice. <laughs> well, I've got. Um, we'll go around uh, and we'll talk about what everyone thought, like uh, briefly. Like, I'll. Um, I made five, six notes in this into when I watched it, and all of the. So my favorite bit was the man who gets punched on the train in the toilet leaves with his without yeah. his trousers, <laughs> just walks off without his yep. trousers. <laughs> And then Darryl again, late, <laughs> yeah. And then later on, he leaves without his briefcase as well. He just leaves the tri- like with his. Oh, his brief- it was like, where's He's not that a gone? Good businessman. There's no door on the trains as well. Like <laughs> they just get on. No, no doors. Um, <laughs> she throws the so, dog so you're away. Really, you're really, you're really into that whole train station aspect of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I want a realistic train. That's what I, I want to see. Realistic train. Uh, I want a train simulator film. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> um, when, <laughs> the, when she throw, she throws the dog away. When she stage dives off the like the model dog, she just throws it away. No, that was the real just... dog the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> when it went out that window, real dog. <laughs> it's a funny fact. We went through about six or seven of those dogs during the shoot. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! Another one's dead. Jesus. <laughs> Get out another one. Come on. At one point, James is like a different, like a, a, a Labrador or something, just for a quick shot. Just that's all we had at the time. And goes back to the, uh, the poodle, or whatever it was. <laughs> 
No, Not it's on a the chi- dog. Chinese crested something. I don't know what the name of the dog is, yeah. but it's a Chinese crested something, which fits with the racism of this film. So. It does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, on theme. On the, on the dog, I love the, the bits where it like does suggestive... Ooh. Like yeah. when she's in when she's in her towel and in the in the bin in the bin it goes oh I'm like oh my god yeah. who can resist um, that's that Ashley Olsen there damn it uh, without the towel who can even resist even dogs fancy her like yeah. come on pretty much yeah pretty um, much right Drew you don't mind if I put hated. my cold nose somewhere do you. <laughs> <sighs> You hated this movie. Tell us why I, you hated this movie. Yeah, I really, really hated it. I completely agree. Uh, agree. I completely agree with was. There we agree. go. No, right. I'm gonna. Oh, here I we go. Andy Richter. When did you show up? Yeah, I completely. <laughs> I completely. No, agree don't edit with that Ross. out. That was perfect. That was a perfect impression of Andy Richter in that movie. It, it was yeah. pretty close. Like I was, I was flabbergasted when he started doing that accent and i was like oh is this guy like is the joke gonna be that he's doing a like he's doing this as a disguise and he's an idiot it's like oh no it's just nope. he uh, that's even his accent for the whole movie to knock it off yeah okay. and, and Ma- then Ma- and bang, end... his adopted mother oh yeah Ma- bang Ma- bang fuck Ma- bang. Ma- bang. hell Woo! and like the fact that <laughs> the fact that jane <laughs> Like the the tone deafness, especially now watching it through a now lens of Jane being a young fucking Republican with a George Bush bobblehead, yeah. like yeah. immediately yep. just like if, <laughs> a picture if of this movie, and it just feels like oh it's it's is this trying to indoctrinate their fans or is it just trying to piss future me <laughs> off? Like good, good <laughs> lord. I um Eugene Levy shows up has a scene has a scene with um but Jack Osborne Jack Osborne is there <laughs> Jack Osborne uh, twice yeah. <laughs> what yeah and yeah being terrible couldn't act like, of couldn't he act. really can't no Why? acting yeah Why? Well, they must can't. have been because friends he was, with him he was they popular but... at that time he was popular at the time that was the whole thing they yeah. they, really? they tried to get you know what the funny thing about filming these types of films too is that you often will find somewhere a wish list for the for the actors that we could get for certain roles <laughs> and usually this wish list is so ridiculously like let's get tom cruise for lomax <laughs> you, know, be, you know he'd be great for this for this part tom cruise he'd be great for this for this movie like the the outside the box thinking of some of these executives who are like oh yes let's get to oh i don't know uh, let's get uh, Queen Latifah to play Big Cheryl. <laughs> that yeah. sounds good. Oh man, it's yeah, yeah it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 it a, it is the a mind. But yeah. fun fact about that bobblehead, by the way, it vibrated. Mm. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not a fun fact. Oh. <laughs> I'm so yeah. Revolved. She had a, she had another use for for Bush. <laughs> David. <laughs> David. <laughs> David. I was saying Pop Masters going around at the end going, has anyone seen this? I'm, it's missing. Did someone take her home? Ashley? Bush. Bush v. Bush. That's what it was. Bush v. Bush circa 2003. Oh, man. 
I just don't understand Eugene Levy's like character in it. It's so weird. It's just mm. also well, we, he, he's got the that's number. That's what you're of, questioning about this movie. Well, no, no, like because he's got the number of her. He's like, I'll get her one day. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna ring up her dad and then realize, <laughs> oh, I can't. If you've got a fucking phone number, just go around her house and go, well, no, uh, yeah, your daughter. He's, he's there. You know where he's she... outside their house and watches them fucking leave. <laughs> and then instead of just following yeah. the car, gets out to pick up the fucking flyer. This movie yeah. only happens because he's so incompetent at his own job. <laughs> and then he accepts a bribe yeah. at the oh. end. Like, they fully bribe him. Mm. And he's like, yep, wicked. I'll take that. I'll just... My, my, I'm showing my whole ass re-corruption. Like, like if you've seen Nine to Five, that's the ending of Nine to Five. They, <laughs> they, they, they steal from so many movies. He's Jeffrey Jones's character from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. He was. Um, I was sorry, cut out, and you just came back in with Ferris Bueller. I guess you said what I was gonna say. <laughs> well, talk, talk about Ferris Bueller when suddenly they're in the doctor's waiting room. They're watching the. Simple plan thing, and exactly as it happens in Ferris Bueller, oh, there's the kids on the thing, and there's the dad not looking oh, at yeah. it. Oh, yeah. The dad looks yeah, at the screen. Yeah. Oh, the kids yeah. are off the screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. She, she skipped school, and she's, she's done this a lot, and she's like, I'm so good at it. And I, I've even got like ways I can print out excuses, you know, and get my da- dad to fake, uh, fake sign things. But then her big idea is to go and shoot a mu- music video, which would be like perfect evidence for, like, oh, there you were that day. No, I wasn't. Yep. Yeah, you were. Well, I could but fucking she- see you. To Big be news. fair, she wasn't going there to <laughs> be like, in the video, but yeah. Well, she ended it's... up on stage at the end. She, Even if she, she didn't did, jump off, she'd be like, like, "Yeah, she." That yeah. wasn't her express. She would have gone on there, Reason for being there, to be fair, but yeah, it's it's it is a it's a dreadful movie. What's the message of this movie? Be <clears throat> talk to your siblings more after one of your parents dies. Like, is that it? Is that it? The mother I is the swift York one because dad's obviously true. stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, all your dad's dreams come an true. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. yeah. It's it's and Drew Pinsky. Why why was were there no actors available? Dr. Drew Pinsky played the father. <laughs> I could I'm like who the who the fuck is Drew Pinsky cuz we didn't really have him up in Canada do that Apparently he's big in the states. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> he, hey, well, but yeah. again, he's he did well with the four lines he had. He's a good dad and he gets his coffee delivered to him without even asking for it and just opens the door and gets it. And And his preppy daughter adjusts his tie when it doesn't need adjusting (laughs) in any way and he thanks her (laughs) awkwardly. I hate it. I hate, hate, hate it. What's the worst of Oedipal complex? I definitely see I love... like an awkward morning when you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Drew Pinsky she's... is so sexy in this movie. Oh, with his haircut. Mm. Mm, and his acting that... chops. Mm. She's... Oh. I love that she's got like a list. She's got like a database of like all the things that she does, like all the reasons yep. as to why she doesn't go to school. But then I don't understand because she prints something off, gets her dad to sign it but then yeah. gets another piece of paper traces so his signature she, she prints yeah. off Over. Uh, it's a it's a permission form for a field trip so that oh, she can then trace away. his yeah, signature yeah, yeah, yeah. onto the sick note yeah. but then her sick why she just wouldn't her sickness faking process wouldn't is so you have sophisticated already? why would exactly. they know that yeah. she's the biggest truant like clearly her methods yeah. don't work because they're on to her. She had the female problems at one point in time. Yeah, two weeks ago. That was the best says, one oh, out of all of them. I can't use that. 
Ooh. Used it last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it would be yeah. wrong if I had my period twice in a month, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because women are robots, so, and it uh, never, ever changes schedule, Matt. ever. Not once. <laughs> Matt, as a, as, a, uh, as a new dad of twins, mm-hmm. what did you feel about this movie? <laughs> I feel it's inspiring. Um, I can't wait to sit the girls down to show what not to do in life. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, certainly look after your siblings because don't end up like that. Fuck's sake. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really have much to comment on this film. I kind of powered through, speed watched it, <laughs> stopping yeah. at moments of real importance like the hotel scene. I was really hooked on finding out what happened to that dog. Playing past the dog parcel. <laughs> yeah. The dog went out the window too. Watching that, yeah, that, that dog, dog went, out the, went out the window. It didn't land on the fucking ledge. You liars, <laughs> right? That dog, that dog went out that window and and into the next building. And yet they said, "Oh, he's just running across this bloody ledge." Give me an effing break! Yeah. Holy God, the 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 lack of creativity. It's yeah. like, and do you know the amount of writers that worked on this? The amount oh, of writers man. that worked on this, and the seriousness with which they took their their contract, like, oh, so we got to figure out a way to make to make them be out of toilet water wear. I know. Let's put them into mob. No, what is it? Big Cheryl's house of bling. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Drew's I honest to God, scene. Yeah. It hurts. the, the I... montage in that, oh. and it even has the stereotypical gay guy. Yes, yeah. yeah I was going to mention that. Yeah. Like, just that but one they relegate like, yes, him like to her. giving the dog the makeover as well. Like, of course, of course, yeah. of course, yes, of course. That's what they did in the two thousands because that's all. Gay guys Absolutely, do. that's what we were good for. Yeah. You know, fast <laughs> and giving dogs baths. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that was the gay agenda in the two thousands. I do. They're on Gotta have a montage on... <laughs> Doing a bunch of shit For they're the on... movie to progress There was such a time scale And yet they're like Yeah let's just get ch- Changed into like Ten different outfits And yeah, well actually yeah. When they first entered that And like Big Shell said um, Go away or whatever Like leave uh, but don't yeah, you, get she, out she the said, back. Yeah, she said, "Don't leave. I can't have anyone leave, go out the front. Go out the back." And I was like, and then like the rest of the scene played out, and I was like, I don't know what would have been worse. That one line where she was just like, "No, honey, you go out the back because no one's leaving my store like that," or the yeah. atrociousness that followed afterwards. I think the atrociousness that followed afterwards <laughs> yeah. is pretty yeah. much the worst case scenario there. <laughs> it was because again, bad. they they did a legally blonde montage in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> because again, legally blonde. There's another one they stole from Charlie's Angels. They stole yeah. from like so many different movies that were good. Mm. And again, the shepherd's pie of a movie that they cobbled together. Mmm. <laughs> but the, well, the, the, the greatest part of that is that the outfits that they chose for the montage part yeah, were the most ridiculously offensive. Yeah, outfits. Yeah. Like she came out and she had Whitney Houston hair. Oh yeah, yeah, like a huge... circa circa 1988. Yeah, yeah. And I'm it's like, terrible. What it's is terrible. happening? But like, we actually we mentioned this in uh, what was it, Miss Doubtfire? Because he he went through a, a similar like montage where he got dressed into completely different characters, like the girls mm-hmm. did here, and you're like. You've now got to take time to take all those curls out or whatever, like yep. straight in your hair. <laughs> like you're just wasting more time. Yep. Just go to the end. <laughs> yep. I did want to ask. And it was with terrible. All, 
With all the money that went into this movie, how much did the CGI dove costs when Andy Richter first like opened up? <gasps> oh the my god, god. the John Woo doves! Oh, oh yeah, I yeah. can't believe it's like they took that. it right out of Face Off and plopped it yeah. into this movie. They took they took the CGI doves from Face Off mm-hmm. and they put it right in this movie. I have no idea how much that cost. I have no idea how much the CGI of the of the hotel room thing cost because that was actually filmed. You know, it's just oh. like a set. And it's all green screen and everything. They didn't actually screen? put the two Nimrods up there. It was <laughs> aw- awkwardly. Um, but no, I don't know how much the, like, but it, it accounted for a lot of budget. Like there was a lot of money wasted on this movie. This movie I mean, was the a really exciting drone shot that introduced it at the very beginning. Oh, there, was yeah. no, there were no drones. Oh, yeah. There were no drones back then. <laughs> that, that was helicopter. That helicopter shit. shop must have been a, a straight million of it, like flying all the way from oh, yeah. downtown yeah. Manhattan. Sitting. No, Watching it's me. new technology. They <laughs> to got be a fair, if you're going to make a movie. First ever drone shot. <laughs> Paul, Paul and I were sitting at that uh, on the couch just watching it earlier today, and he looked at me and he went, well, that's a helicopter shot. <laughs> I'm like, I know, yeah. right? But it's funny. It just goes to show that people today now, any one of us can make a movie. Any one of us can make a movie because we have the, the cheap technology, like a drone shot that would have cost $100,000 because you had all sorts of safety equipment and helicopters and this, that, and the other thing there is now $5 and it's all yeah. on video. It's not on, it's not on film anymore. So you don't even have to worry about film. It's all yeah. on, on HD video. So it's like the, the ability that we would have to make this film now, we could actually do it. I think we should do it. I think I, I should do it. the same thing. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> Do we remake this movie? Matt, you're twin girls. 17 it. years from now, yeah. we're going to make this movie again. We're going to do a, 17 years a to psycho shot-for-shot remake. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to put in, it's going to have to be 18 years because... I at least want to make sure that we're over the threshold, all right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we could do I it. Hate, I... We could do it. We could, we could, we could, we could, we could, Ross is going to be Mary-Kate. Bruce we, is going to be we will be, yeah. we will be Matt, the body doubles Levy. for the girls for those scenes. Yeah. That's how we'll do it. Anytime there's a nude scene, it just changes it's the to a version. Yeah, just changes to a forty-year-old man, and then changes to the guy who goes to the camera. What are you fucking looking at? <laughs> Turn away, motherfuckers! Just a bunch of close-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, what's that, governor? What? Oh. oh, I like right. this idea. <laughs> Oh, we forgot but about the, the co- racist. The cockneyest um, of cockney. Oh, racist. Oh, the racist shit. convenience store guy as well. When she eats for free, yeah. And then he says, "No, there Thank were you, three. There were again. three colors of racism here. Yeah, you had the Asian yeah. racism. Yeah. You had the South Asian racism, and you had the black racism. It was yeah. it was a triumvirate. They, tri- they like to cover every basis. They really do. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Make, like, it was America, right? <laughs> what, what so... do you mean that's wrong? What do you mean? <laughs> What are you talking about? What? Yeah, that, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah, be fine. it's funny. Oh. I'll tell you well, the you story everyone about everyone vote Bush. Yeah, yeah, vote Bush, Bush, Bush in the Bush. So <laughs> no, I'll tell you what happened with that whole Big Cheryl's House of Bling shit. I remember I, I, my desk was basically outside all of the offices for the executive producers and things like that, so you can hear things that are going on, especially when the doors open. So they were having one of these story meetings that they had, you know, midway through this piece of shit where they're trying to go. Well, how can we make it even shittier? And uh, so <laughs> the one the one woman, she was she was an executive producer, white as hell. I mean, oh. she's whiter than me, and I, I'm see-through. You know, like, that's how white I am. I can't go under fluorescence or I burn. That's how white I am. She's whiter than me. She had a little dog in a bag. That's how white she is. 
Okay. <laughs> she was sitting there as they were talking this meeting and they were talking about this particular scene and, and her voice was like that. You know what I think would be amazing? <laughs> I think it'd be incredible if when we're in Big Shaw's house of blank, it's all ghetto fabulous. <laughs> and, and of course, the gaggle of geese in the room are all like, oh, 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 that's a great idea. Oh. Ghetto fabulosity, great idea. It took every fucking ounce of my being not to get up from my chair, walk over to the door and said, excuse me, hi, hi, excuse me, hi. Can I just ask any of you a question? Uh, have any of you been in a fucking ghetto? <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah. if any of you, I don't know, skipped over the tracks there and gone to the ghetto because one thing I think the word that they don't use in the ghetto is fabulous, you fucking ignorant shithead. Just saying. <laughs> now I'm going to go back to my desk now. Bye. <laughs> oh, honestly, this movie. They... I, I think, I, I think, Drew, this is where I should tell that story that I told you. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. this is one of the, this is, it's, it's a story, I tell you. It's, so this, this is an this Olsen is, This is a great story. And and one of my jobs at the production office was to record the outgoing message of the production office for the next filming day. And because, you know, you basically, there's a lot of intricacies there. You say this crew time is this, this crew time is that. You have this location, you get that location, blah, 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 blah. So I had a sheet of paper that I would just fill out the information in. And I would read from the sheet of paper what the outgoing message was. Most production offices in Toronto, almost like 99% of them worked on the regular bell phone system where when you pressed a button, you, you know, you just re-recorded the message. This particular yeah. office was different. It had its internal phone system, which was different from bell. So that's, that's a key point. It was in a different phone system. So I'm sitting there and it was, this was right before a long weekend and I was actually going to have three full days off and it had been months. And I'm sitting here and I've written all my information down. Some people were going to be the, in there uh, working on the Monday. So I had to make some adjustments in my script. So I start my script out and I'm, I'm at the end of the day and I pick up the phone. I'm like, thanks for calling the production office of New York Minute. You've, uh, son of a whore. <laughs> so then I press the button to, I press the button to re-record it. I'm like, okay, hi, welcome to the production office of New York Minute. Call time for Monday. Oh, cocksucker. <laughs> And anyway, <laughs> when you, you know, like when you start screwing something up and you start screwing it up and you keep just screwing it up and screwing it up and, and it just keeps going bad. It went badly for about 10 to 15 more times until finally I go, went, yep, that's it. Boom. I've got it. It's fine. It's, it's in the bang. I hang up the phone. I lock the door. I put on the alarm. Boop, boop, boop. I'm, I'm to my home. The next day, <laughs> the next day, Chris, the producer calls me. And she said, hey, Dave, how are you? And, I'm, and I look at the phone. I'm like, God damn it. Can I not escape this movie? So I pick up the phone. I said, oh, Chris, I'm fine. I'm, this, I'm great. How are you? And she said, well, I'm doing okay. I'm wondering if you could do me a favor, though. <laughs> said, can, you, can you do me a favor? Can you call the production office and just listen to the message and then give me a call back? I said, sure thing, Chris. And I'm like, oh. And she goes, by the way, I just wanted to let you know that the person who called me about this was uh, the EVP in charge of production at Warner Brothers. <laughs> and I'm like, called you about this? Okay, <laughs> I'll call you right back. So I click, pick up the phone. I call the, the production office. It's like, hi, you've reached New York Minute. Son of a whore! 
<laughs> Hi, you've reached New York Minute. Cocksucker! <laughs> and I listen to my voice uh, get saltier and saltier with every single time that I screwed this asshole message up. 15 times. And on the 16th or whatever time it was, I finally got it all done. And I even sounded triumphant at the end of it. I was even like, yeah. You're like, you know when you get that, like that yeah. one kid meme where he's like, Crushed it. I, yeah. I fucking nailed it. I'm going home now. There's nothing else to do. I nailed this. So I'm sitting there and my, my face, I could just feel the color drain from my face because I'm now thinking that, oh, the EVP in charge of production at Warner Brothers called her about this. Warner Brothers in Los Angeles, you know, the big Warner Brothers, the one that does yeah. big, like tens of millions of dollar movies, not the shit that we do up here. Warner Brothers. So I call her back and I'm like, oh, fuck, Chris. Oh, fuck, Chris. Oh, fuck. I can't. I can't. And she goes, oh, now calm down. Calm down. I wanted you to know that Mark thought it was one of the funniest things he'd ever heard in his life. <laughs> he said, of course you've got to change it, but he said you've got to hold off an hour on doing it because he wanted the president of Warner Brothers to listen. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to drive over to the production office because the production office was a good 30 minutes away from my house at this time. And uh, so I drive over to the production office and I'm waiting and finally get the go-ahead from Chris to do it. And so I listen to the messages. So I redo the message. But then I listen to the 60 to 75 messages that were left on this machine. <laughs> and like this went viral before viral was viral. Just it sort of went viral <laughs> underground. Like there was, I wish, that, I both wish and don't wish that there was a recording of this. Because if there were a recording, it would be hilarious to hear. But because it was me doing it, I don't want that. Notoriety. I don't want to be like the, the fat Star Wars kid. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what that would have been in this time zone. So, uh, so uh, there, there were people all over Toronto and Los Angeles calling into our production, listening to this message. And there were like groups of people. There was cheering at the end of one. One guy said, oh my God, thank you for that. We needed that on the set. It's been so fucking horrible. Like when I said 2003 was a terrible year for production, it really was. There was a bunch of nasty productions that were awful to work with. And so that's my, yeah, I basically swore blue words on the outgoing message of an Olsen twins movie. Again, the Olsen twins. This isn't, this isn't like Batman, you know, or anything like that. This is like 17 year old girl movie. And I'm like, oh, cocksucker. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you actually saved Hollywood that year. So yeah, I think we owe you a massive thank you for making sure that any movie came out that year. Yeah, single-handedly. Thank goodness for me, otherwise we wouldn't have had this racist nonsense. Indeed, <laughs> for four and a half minutes. Thank you. It was four, I think it was four and a half New York minutes that this was in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've, de we've decided to take a break from acting we're we're looking into going to nyu and things now are you looking to take a break yeah <laughs> are we asking you to take a break from acting i think so yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i say that i said that this morning while i was taking a shit oh i think i'm gonna take a break to concentrate on this movie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right and i think we should note. go around and ask for scores yes yeah <laughs> um so uh drew let's go with you what would you give this out of five one <laughs> one eugene levy out of five 
purely for him he because best. he's great mm. and I liked nothing else. Well, it's a one. <laughs> Matt. Uh, I'm going to give it one non-contextual dream sequence out of five because <laughs> <laughs> it happens once and I don't ever remember seeing another one. Um, so yeah. just for some cinematography tropes in there, it gets a one. Andy. <laughs> uh, I will give it this movie gave me two genuine laughs. Um, one, I'm not going to give it a two, don't worry. Um, <laughs> one was again, Eugene Levy, because he's amazing. Um, and the other is when these the cup, when Jane and Roxy are given the speech at the end, and the couple who <gasps> Eugene Levy meet and, and earlier come in. I don't know why they come in, but they come yeah. in and they think it's a production of they cats. They think it's cats. And they wait yeah. to the end of the speech and then start clapping going, that was amazing production. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And How like, do you still guy, think it's cats? The husband, like, the husband goes, they're American. give it up for the cats. And I was like, that I got a laugh out of that, to be fair. I did laugh when, <laughs> when point, that line was delivered. Oh, Eugene Levy steals their like, little camper van, their driving camper van and stuff, and he goes around yeah. a corner, and the, the wife kind of falls onto his, like, his shoulder. And in a completely Eugene Levy way, he just kind of looks at her and goes, could you give me some space? And like, he was a little, just like, I'm sure it was like improvised and stuff. But again, he is absolutely the reason, if you're going to watch this movie, Watch this movie. He's the only reason you watch Gene the movie. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll follow trend because I, I think I don't want to give it point anything lower than uh, point uh, than one. Sorry, because I think I gave yeah, because... Top Gun point five, and I want to I want to keep Top Gun as like one of my lowest. So you gave Top Gun point five. <laughs> the first, uh, the first yeah. Top Gun. Did no, you? Yeah. Are you a homophobe? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the sexiest volleyball scenes in the history of volleyball. <laughs> it was it was the way he walked into the woman's bathroom after the woman that kind of lost it for me. So um, I will. I, there's a one other thing as well. I'll say it's. I'm gonna give it one memory card out of five because yeah, I swear it's not card. a microchip. It's yeah. a mic. Yeah. And even the bad guy calls the Olsen twins first and says, "Give me my chip back." No, mate. You should know that's a fucking memory card. Like. <laughs> Ruins it. How? Uh, they even have a shot of it, like zooming in, and you're like, "That's a memory card." Why are you yeah. calling it a chip? With <laughs> millions of dollars in pirated, <laughs> you know, a, a hundred megabytes of pirated videos, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know, because again, I don't know. You got you guys were a lot younger in 2003. I was still an old fart, but I can remember the the little SD cards and things like that that you would get back then. They were literally like. 128 megs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, what are this, you fitting yeah. on this? Like, the simple plan video. Oh. Yeah. If that, like, this was the yeah. era God. of, of MP3 players that could hold one album. And it's like, whoa, yeah. I've got one whole album on this <laughs> yeah, thing that's yeah, like yeah. six inches long. Anyway, sorry, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, actually, no, 2003 was when the iPod was, in, was uh, ah. released. Holy shit. But oh. they're still trying to pirate. CDs and DVDs yep. and stuff. No, but that's why yeah. I said it's the age of Napster and and LimeWire. Like, are you out of your mind? What a yeah. ridiculous business model! <laughs> like, I don't think the underground's going to make a lot of cheese on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just uh, a bunch of DVDs. Oh, DVD pirated on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> that was stupid. Uh, Dave, what did you? What do you? What do you think? Out of five. Five. It was brilliant. <laughs> I'll watch it again and again. It was much better than Cats. <laughs> oh, you know the funny it thing? is better than wow. cats it is better is than it cats but diarrhea is better than yeah, cats to be fair, it's better than cats <laughs> Jesus yeah. watching a child get shit on from above a roof that's better than cats I would watch that over and over again 
Oh, maybe you should move, kid. Oh, no, there you got shadow again. That's hilarious. I got to rewind that. I don't want to see James Corden's CG'd out penis, thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and by the way, by the way, fuck each and every one of you for James Corden. I'm just saying that. We each and every one of you. to go to you. You we, did well, that. We wanted to get rid of him. You just took him in. It's more your fault than ours. But uh, the guy, the guy who played the the husband on the uh, the four by four, whatever the hell, the RV, John Hempel's his name. He actually has been part of the SCTV, uh, you know, and Andrea Martin, Eugene Levy, like they all work together for uh. like forty years. In fact, John Hempel's in Shit's Creek with Eugene Levy in that. Uh, That's why I played, recognized uh, him. Yeah. yeah, but if you watch set SCTV from back in the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties, you'll see him in there too. He's uh he's just but he's worked with them for years. The greatest part of being on this show though was meeting Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin. That was yeah. the greatest part of it because I have grown up Canadian watching them since I was a kid. Yeah. And and Eugene Levy and John Candy used to do movies together. Like they were such a big part of my growing up experience. And then to have them in front of me. And the first thing I did was I looked at each one of them when they walked in and you'd you think I'd say SCTV or something like that. And I just said, nope, I went Cannibal Girls. And Eugene Levy actually got shocked and he looked at me and goes, how in the hell do you even know that exists? And I'm like, are you kidding? Cannibal <laughs> Girls. Ivan Reitman's first film, 1973. <laughs> one of the most brilliant improv films of all time. And there's Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin working in that together in 1973. So these guys have known each other yeah. for, for decades. Decade. And uh, super decade. nice. And 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 I went out to lunch or went out to dinner with Andy Richter one night. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, he's he seems he's, foot... apart from this movie, he seems fine. I've seen him. No, like super other nice guy. I'm he's... sure that he's embarrassed by this movie <laughs> because I think one of the main thing that this movie does though is that it really does put up a, a mirror as to shit you could get away with less than twenty years ago mm. that you could not get yeah. away with today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We've this done whole a couple movie of them movies, that? aren't we, boys? Yeah, as I say, 80% <laughs> of this movie would have to be rewritten. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rewritten. And I don't know what they'd write for it, because they already had all the good stuff right there. Come <laughs> 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 uh, on, Ross. But, uh, no, I, I would give it a one. I'm, I, if I could give one. negative integers, then I would. But... <laughs> you, you can go lower uh, than but one, I think one if you just... want. Yeah, zero point. I don't yeah. want to because then that means that that eight months of my life was was shit, and I don't <laughs> want to admit that. So I'm going to give it a one. There was okay. some there was some value there. It's good to know uh, Eugene Levy is nice though in in real life and stuff. He, yeah, super nice guy, but very subdued. Oh, I like, imagine. Like yeah. they're, they're not. He's not. Hi, look at me, I'm yeah, Eugene. Like yeah, he's yeah. very like if you were to walk past him on the street, mm. I mean you'd recognize him, but it wouldn't like because he's yeah. not that guy. If I he's just a normal guy. With the hairiest like, back of all time. New yeah. York Minute. And like, New York yeah. Minute. That's when I... <laughs> Come running off to me with his fist raised. Just fucking get out of here. <laughs> but he, he, he absolutely chewed the scenery with what he had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah, was yeah. there that's 100% best, best and I gotta give it to him. So, mm. Totally. Ross, what was your score, mate? I am gonna give it uh, 0.1 fake dogs out of 5. <laughs> because the 0.1 is literally... Only I would get it, give it a zero if I could, uh, but I won't. I'll give it a zero point <laughs> one purely for Eugene Levy. He doesn't, he doesn't push it up for a one for me because this deserves to be put into a landfill like ET, the Atari game, and never found again. All the copies of it <laughs> yes. in, a, in a landfill, and then uh, never yeah. spoke of ever again. Um, 
Yeah. They, were the See, they, 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 did a, they, they did an archaeological dig on that. They actually found those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I, did. Ha- I saw uh, that documentary. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. yeah they, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. It's like finding these. <laughs> yeah, um, no, they, they, they actually found so, they like took the, the, the time to dig it up. Everyone's like, look away, look away. Yeah. Guys, I have momentous news. I remember that game. I remember that game when it came out. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. This is officially our lowest rated movie that we have done out of 50 (laughs) normal episodes and a whole bunch of spoiler casts coming out at an average of 0.82 out of 5. Like instantly bumping up Home Sweet Home Alone um, from the lowest position to actually having quite a healthy lead. Fucking so really, I Home Sweet Home completely about that movie. Home, home Sweet Home Alone, oh the God. the newest one. It was, it was absolutely. Excuse me, dreadful. I ordered a steak. Why did Why did you deliver me this abortion? <laughs> uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm to do with this. <laughs> because that's what that's that movie good. was. It, it was. was Talk about the yeah. abortion debate. That's what actually sparked it again. Uh, was that movie? <laughs> <laughs> As British people, do you do you ever get offended as British people when they put a British child in something like that movie, as if to make it a little bit more Creepier? zesty? I don't know what the fuck. We're just yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're used to being the bad guys and the creepy people. Like it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. John Lithgow in uh, in in Cliffhanger when he's all British at the end, he's like, <laughs> "Do you know what what love is? <laughs> Sacrifice." It's like, oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, your New England accent wasn't wasn't bad enough. Creepy enough. Like, Hello, I'm yeah. John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and by the way, that... Cliffhanger, that's a much better movie than this. It is. Uh, yeah, that's true. So that is it for our. I want to see some good sequel pitches. Bumper. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's time <laughs> for that. Was our bumper review of. It's time for our sequel. Let's hope that our sequels are better than the original. I'm pretty sure they are going to be. So I think it's time to get your sequels pitched. So the rules are simple. You have to win over Dave in your pitch. Uh, Dave might have some questions, but actually I think probably it's best to just argue it out at the end. Um, So uh, Dave, who do you want to go first? To listen to Ross, why don't we go with you? Because you're vaping at a at a intense. <laughs> I, I feel for your lungs. The only thing is, Dave, no, you is, millennials, um... you don't know what that shit is. <laughs> yes, just sucking it in. It's, it's just metal going in your lungs. It won't hurt me. It's fine. Um... <laughs> it's fine. I got it from my friend. You Everyone swallowed died. the vape. <laughs> he got so me something I that I can put in my mouth and swallow some stuff <laughs> and then blow it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to put things in my mouth. I wish I, um, I wish I didn't have so much experience with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go Matt first, I think. Matt, Matt. Go on you then, look Matt. tired What's as your... shit. You've got you've got twins. I've got to take twenty minutes after my pitch. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the title of your movie and your blurb? My title of my movie is New York Minute, New Year's Eve. And <laughs> the blurb is The Twins. Both successful, head back to New York for their birthday, for their birthday celebrations, and to celebrate New Year's Eve as well. Why not? Their 18th birthday celebration? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll make him like 35. Like, let's okay. keep it to okay. the... <laughs> I don't know. However, So they're well worn by now is what you're are. saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how old they are anymore. <laughs> 
but can they learn to work together again to escape their fate? <laughs> I'm going to predict yes. I'm going to predict yes. Unless this goes really dark. Mic drop. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we see polarizing opening montage of the two women getting ready for a day in their life. A little bit too much flesh on show, just like the first movie. Eventually, we realize the confident eccentric one is actually Jane, who's now a senator. Why not? Republican. And Roxy, <laughs> the rock star, she's suddenly weirdly neat and somewhat OCD. Uh, we hear through some kind of chats with nobodies that the two personalities change loads as fame and success fall into their laps. They kind of remain close. There's an air of difference about them, though. Uh, nonetheless, they decide with some friends that they're going to go to New York and they're going to have a big New Year's Eve party and they're going to celebrate their birthday because I decided they're born around New Year's Eve. <laughs> All goes well until Roxy's recognized by a creepy fan, feeling a little bit inspired by the conversation Dave's been having with us. <laughs> uh, he basically begins stalking him, but it turns out he's probably not a fan, but actually some dodgy criminal who recognizes Roxy and wants to ransom her. Then he discovers that her famous... Republican <laughs> Senator Twin who's out on the lash of New York she's there as well so then he's struck gold he's got double the win they're both kidnapped by a bunch of thugs in a van because the Senator has got a security <laughs> detail apparently um, one of the goons is a big fan though of Roxy and then you can insert some comedy <laughs> some comedy one liners here Basically, they use all their charm and their skills and their street smarts. So very, very small escape. amount of stuff, really. It is. It's a lot. I'm sorry, I'm act quick here. <laughs> they use their street smarts to escape, uh, capture later on somehow, uh, and they go on the run. Jane calls the dude from the movie who leaves her once she becomes too, uh, too wild and is somehow a senator as well. Uh, he's reluctant to help, but he does live in New York City. So they meet up. There's some weird. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. Question. Senator, yeah. what party? Oh, Republican. She's definitely Republican. No, the the other guy was he also a senator? Didn't you? Just oh no, no. So senator? he he can't deal with the fact that she's Republican and all senatory and but oh, she's also like a shit. wild child. It's a real juxtaposition. It's really there to <laughs> challenge, <laughs> challenge the norm. You know, I'm really throwing out some <laughs> crazy ideas here. A very mm. calm rock star and a very wild Republican senator. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they get together at the end. Um, he saves her life, probably like jeopardizes his own, takes a bullet in the toe or something. Um, <laughs> anyway, they hunker down. They think of a plan to get out, uh, to get away from the baddies and to get the baddies off their back. Basically, it's double jeopardy. Jane <laughs> pretends to be Roxy, whilst Roxy does something rock and roll, like go to the police and explain what's happening. You know, the writers could determine that with some rewrites. Sounds like they do a lot of edits. So, yeah. Anyway, in the end, the twins are saved after using personality traits to to their top effect. The baddies are arrested. Jane and the guy get back together. Nearly everyone lives happily ever after, uh, apart from some stuffed toy animal that's meant to be alive. Gets thrown out the window, just like the first one, homage to one of the key scenes. But this time it misses the ledge. Everyone's, oh, what happens? Sort it of falls like the 30 first time. stories. It's going to die. It's going to die. But it lands in a litter net. And then there's some like real jeopardy getting the animal out of the litter net. Uh, litter net? What like, is that? The, those nets that hang net. over the glass ceiling. Suicide net? I say litter net. It's probably. Or suicide, right? Suicide, suicide net. net. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, 
<laughs> so is this is this film? Don't worry, just is throw this? it out of the window and it'll catch in the litter net. Don't worry about that. Is this filmed at the Chinese Apple Factory? <laughs> I mean, we're in New York, but we could always move it to China if we want to go crazy. Chinese. I think I think I think it'd be good. I think maybe maybe Benny Bang is working at the Apple. <laughs> he's in. Yeah. He's in one of the nets, just decomposing. He is. He's just. Oh. Change of Chinese New Year. We're celebrating Chinese New Year now. Did they actually use the word? Did they actually use the thing "ancient Chinese secret" in this movie? Don't. I think oh, they did. No. I think that he said ancient he, Chinese. I think they did. I blanked it out. Oh my god! So yeah. goddamn racist. Yeah, because he says ancient Chinese yeah. saying uh, like a couple of times. I like, don't get in a car. Oh don't yeah. Trust a stranger. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Ancient Chinese remedy or recipe or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Ancient racist, 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 racist. And then you hear the bong in the background because. That happened too. Yeah, the Asian music in the background. Wow, so bad. You can just imagine the person. Do you know, be really funny right here. You'd get away with Asian music because we're in China. That'd be awesome. So, so, Matt, on a scale of one to ten, how much nudity is in this? I feel like, like, I mean, we can go nine out of ten now because they're in the thirties or whatever. So, like, we're really retapping the stalker market. I have to tell you, man, I like I like that. That was that's some good thing, especially how you how you created their birthday for them too. You added to the you added to the canon, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, really, really thought deep about how we could move these characters forward. Oh, it's deeper. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, Dave. Who next? <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh, yes. Right. Andy. Me, 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 me. All right, here we go. Uh, right. This better be a sexy one too. There better be like <laughs> there's some. There's there some better be like an HBO this. show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the boys oh. with the with the hero gasm. <laughs> oh God! Uh, oh yeah. no! Yeah, I mean, we, we, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so <laughs> I, I come to you with a number of titles as I normally do, Dave. I've got New York Minute Two Hell. Um, New. <laughs> <laughs> New <laughs> New York Minute Two Tick 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 Doom. New York Minute Two, the next Mary Kate <sighs> Ashley Cash Grab, or New York Minute Two Apocalypse. But I quite like Tick 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 Doom. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's cool. I think yeah. we should go with uh, that. My one. blurb is. Roxy is on tour with her band and her manager, Sister Jane. But before they get to their new show, they have to save the world one more time. Are you going to explain what happened to Jack Osborne? Because you just completely wiped <laughs> him out of the movie. What the hell? Oh, you know, maybe you know, maybe people will come back later. So you know, okay. <laughs> he's all he's all salty because he's no longer the manager of this <laughs> epic band. <laughs> well, they are epic because Roxy and the band are practicing, and it's like one of those like nineties, um, like nineties uh, sitcoms where they're in like a garage and they're you know they're practicing. Um, and we realize we we find out the girls married the boys. Can't remember their names, but they found out um, more than just their first name. Married them, they're all happy. Uh, Roxy's band is making it big. Jane quit her job to spend more time with her sister, and now is their band manager. Um, and they're just about to go on tour. Everyone's all happy, and then suddenly the garage gets fucking shot at and is riddled with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> the twins and everyone's die dead, to the and floor. it's five minutes. <laughs> this is in the first, like, this is after the end opening credits. There's bullets everywhere. The twins dive to the floor, 
everyone's dead. The, the band's dead. The boyfriends are dead. There's blood everywhere. The <laughs> carriage door then gets kicked in, and it's Andy Richter who's out of jail, and he says he's working for a new boss. Andy Roxy Richter. takes out her drumsticks like in the first one, but Andy Richter isn't fucking about this time, and he pulls his shirt off, and we would have paid him to go on the superhero diet, so he's fucking Jack now. <laughs> and of course he's got he's got all the he's got all the tattoos from prison on him on his body. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got like Yakuza tattoos chest. because you know. <laughs> yeah, he goes to attack the girls. Uh but but just before he gets run over by a car, uh and the car in the garage then starts doing donuts and their stuff, and then there's smoke everywhere. And out of the smoke is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He steps out and he, he's shirtless. He'd be shirtless the whole movie. Um and he fights up this uh. jacked up Andy Richter. Uh, the Rock thinks he's uh, on one. He thinks he's killed Andy Richter, uh, and he drives away. Little nod to Terminator, trying to copy whatever you know the first film did. Uh, the Rock then tells the girls that he works for the FBI, and since 2004, the uh, the Chinese underground DVD and C- uh, CD um, establishment has changed. It's basically gone bigger, and that's to say it's the, the mafia now. Um, and they're <laughs> they're under a new mysterious boss because old adopted uh, Mar is is still in jail. Uh, the Mafia broke out Andy Richter and they implanted him with an experimental army microchip and programmed him to kill the twins as revenge. We then have a car chase as Andy Richter has caught up and everyone's like, what the fuck? We thought he killed him. Nah, look, he's still alive. Um, and then him and The Rock uh, are, are battling on top of the cars, on top of each car, one standing on each. And so one of the twins has to dive into Andy Richter's car and drive. And this is, you know, we can have a, 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 a joke about Jane going, I still haven't learned my license. Oh, um, they, they get away uh, and then they realise to end this once and for all they have to bring down the Chinese mafia so they realise they need something that can bring them down um, and they find you know the clue or something that can bring them down they go on a few quest missions to find this and meet new characters and we can have some cameos from like the, the, the staple 2004 celebrities like Melissa Joan Hart no, I don't Bob remember is available I think oh um, she tells them information and then they like fly to Germany and they get a sacred uh, book that holds the answers to what they seek. When they get there, they learn it was all a setup. Oh, how can they believe such nonsense? And the gang have to fight their way out of trouble. Uh, one of the goons drops something that leads to their next clue. Uh, and when they get there, they're all knocked out. And then when, they're, uh, when they wake up, you know, they have bags taken off. Uh, they're all tied up. Uh, Mary, uh, Mary Kay, Ashley, The Rock. Um, and then the new leader of the Mafia is revealed, and it's Jack Osborne! And yes, he's all pissed off. How did you guess that he was fired as the band manager, and he's come out for revenge, and now he's taken off the Mafia. Um, he ta- I feel he, like he, that's the only way. Of course, that's the only thing he would do. He takes one of the twins, it doesn't really matter who, cause it, it, the left one, uh, and brainwashes her to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> and tells her to fight her sister to the death. Uh, there's a fight, um, and it looks like the brainwashed twin will kill the other one, but the normal one saves the brainwashed one with the power of sisterly love. Uh, then, as they are running to you know, freedom, the Rock fights Andy Richter, and this is where we learn the backstory. Uh, Richter actually used to work for the FBI and was partnered with the Rock's dad, but then betrayed him and killed him uh, and joined the mafia. Uh, the twins uh, kill Jack Osborne, and then the building explodes in a big fiery explosion. Uh, out of the rubble, Mary Kate, Ashley, and The Rock uh, pull their heads up and they're like, oh, it's all right, we're fine. Um, uh, um, the Rock then says to Roxy, it's a shame about your band. <laughs> your band has died. Um, and you only had one gig, and you only had, you only had one gig left. <laughs> but then that's the The Rock says, you know what? I play guitar. <laughs> oh, God. I just no. finished the tour with you guys. 
And we can have Do you remember a when I took those lessons? Yeah. Wow, and then, they're finally uh, going to pay off. Uh, actually goes, you know what? I actually learned, I've secretly been learning bass this whole time as well. And we uh, we end with a montage of them, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, headlining Wembley. Wow. <laughs> I forgot they're in New York. <laughs> no, but you you took them all over. No, you see, what you did there was what I like to call the James Bond. You like to experience the world as you're killing people. It's very good. Exactly. It was very good. Lots of action, but but again, uh, one to ten. How much nudity? Well, the rock shirt is the whole way, and then when he when he comes out of the, the rubble at the end, he'd just be in his pants because everything would have. Uh, yeah, but that's away. a normal thing. That's that's his everyday. That's normal. That's normal. I guess. Yeah. Um. What? Well, uh, like the girls? <laughs> yeah. We could. Well, there, there be. I can. <laughs> there be there. How many slappies and or flappies will there be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna de-age This is like six months after the first one. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not quite no, the I'm, meat curtain yet, is what I'm you're I'm saying. I'm yeah. Or maybe, maybe can I age him up? Can I put him up for like 10 years? It's like, it's like when, you, when you lift the skirt up, it's like there's a bag of cow tongues. I don't understand it. David. It doesn't make sense. David. It makes just noise when they walk. <laughs> is that wrong? Uh, See, this is the thing. When I say that is coming on your thing, I'm like, they don't even swear really on their podcast. I feel very, they're going to experience me. And I have no filter, none whatsoever, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll just, you know, when, you, when, you, when you've embalmed people, you just don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to putting an enormous content warning at the beginning of an episode about an Olsen twins movie. I think that's comedy gold from the first moment. Oh, that's going to look yeah. really dodgy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I feel like it's fitting for our 50th episode. Yeah. yeah. Uncensored. Yeah. yeah. I like that Andy's giving Andy Richter some fucking work after however long. I like that. I like it. It was good. Yeah. And I'm going to jack him up as well. He's going to go on the superhero. Yeah. He's going to have something to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, he's going to be like all jacked andy just all jacked Ooh, he's like andy, six yeah. foot he's six foot two or three too like he's a tall guy is he Bloody so yeah. imagine if he got beefed up yeah he looked funny he just grabbed somebody by the head amazing yeah yeah <laughs> super um, nice guy though oh yeah no the, you said about like so the ocean twins as well i can imagine you know that really like just bad or just bad thing they do like they, they have someone dress smart like look really elegant but like be like quote unquote really sexy and slutty that's what i can imagine this film to be like oh she's like a senator well she's not but she's got like nice clothes on but it's like you know, cut down all the way, and you're just like, no reason, just for people oh, like boy. you. <laughs> that was excellent. I I would watch that movie. Thank you. Thank That's you. a movie I would I would pay thirty dollars to see. Yes, mm. it would make oh, right. cost thirty dollars to make as well. So <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, uh, so so Drew, Drew, yeah, Drew. you've got you've got a lot to live up to now. Yeah, I have. I'm I'm Go really gutted that I'm going after Andy's because I can't. Mine is just nowhere near. <laughs> any nowhere near as insane <laughs> as andy's i really enjoyed that um so mine is is going to be called nym and the synopsis is when their 2004 <laughs> movie new york minute is rediscovered by the public and mary kate and ashley along with their sister face an extreme backlash from the public for making such a goddamn racist movie elizabeth olsen <laughs> has to go on a journey to rehabilitate the image of her sister's final no. movie Amazing. <laughs> so that bastard. Full full meta. Like I was thinking like adaptation, they're playing heightened versions of themselves. I wanted to do just a bonkers action movie, and then this idea appeared in my head. So here we go. So it begins someone finds a dusty old DVD case 
like under the sofa and someone shouts, aren't these two the Scarlet Witch's sisters? And we see the cover and it's New York Minute. The person and their friends all laugh, say they should watch the movie because it's like it'll be nostalgic. It's so bad. It's good. Uh, it starts a montage and we see social media feeds appearing out of the blackness with people saying you have to watch this movie, this movie. Like, and it looks like it's getting a really good reception. And then all of a sudden, crash zoom, everyone's saying how awfully, horribly racist this movie is. And it's going viral and and it's it's dreadful. We cut to Jonah Hill as Elizabeth Olsen's PR manager. And he calls Elizabeth <laughs> in and he's God. like, right, I need you. We've been trying to get hold of your sister's representation. They can't get hold of them. Like, they need to come out and make a statement because it's impacting your future jobs. Like, you're not Scarlet Witch at the moment. So we need you to get a hold of your sisters. She obviously she tries calling them. They don't pick up. So Elizabeth has to go on a road trip to find them. So she starts off. She was in New York. That's where her PR manager is. And um, she just goes on this series of increasingly bizarre, like wild, outlandish, kind of Lynchian encounters with all of the other members of the cast that we can get in as she tries to sort of get quotes for them to to put into this video that the girls will release or something like that. Uh, she meets Andy Richter in New York. They have a big conversation about about the racism in the movie and he gets to apologize for that. <laughs> She heads across country. She finds a bunch, a bunch of Gen Z fans when her car breaks down. She has to stay on a university campus. And we get the kind of heightened Gen Z perspective on like all media from more than five years ago is absolutely horrifying and content warning should be on everything and all of that kind of stuff. We then, uh, she moves on, she finds Eugene Levy. Uh, they discuss the policing situation in America. We bring up the fact that he he played a corrupt cop, a corrupt cop in the movie, and Eugene gets to talk about career resurgence and his experience of being kind of a mid-tier celebrity after American Pie, and then with his career picking up more recently, and Liz becoming more famous than her sisters, and then finally she gets to her sisters. We have the big meetup, the return of Mary Kate and Ashley. The first time they're on screen, they're only in it for the last like ten minutes of the movie. They the twins talk about their experiences of like living through a countdown to turning 18 and it's all kind of heightened and you get as much comedy as you can out of it but you make it like man this was horrible for them they were 17 year old kids trying to make a movie and it got slated and and like their younger sister is kind of becoming a bit more famous than them and they all have a big cry and a hug and then they come together to do an instagram live mo video of course they address the changing landscape of film and people being annoyed at content warnings but being sensitive and everyone needs to everyone needs to be kind and and be nice and then we end it with a with a montage showing just how wildly successful the Olsen twins have actually been and how fabulously wealthy they are from all of their fashion endeavors and that's the movie hey wow but you they don't apologize for you being racist bastards i didn't hear an apology in there <laughs> calling it now there's no apology they stand by their hands <laughs> So on a, on a scale of one to ten, how many safe spaces are in your movie, Drew? <laughs> I mean, probably just the one on the on the university campus somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> you have to offer me a safe space and a therapy dog. <laughs> That's, you know, I, I like that, but I think I like mine the best, even though I won't pick mine. You see, mine I like to call New York Minute 2 Electric Boogaloo. This time it's personal. Excellent. <laughs> And uh, it actually revolves around a different set of characters altogether. You see, Sarah Connor, 10 years ago, was visited by a machine from the future <laughs> known as a Terminator. 
And the Terminator came back in time and like, you know, killed all of her friends uh, and everything. And she one up the Terminator. So now she has a 10 year old boy named John. <laughs> And John is a little shit, and he's in foster care, right? So he's got a couple of foster parents that sort of like go, what the fuck? He's got a redheaded kid with a mullet, you know, who's like super cool, obviously, because redheads, I can tell you from experience being a ginger myself, are super fucking cool. So uh, they fly over to, you know, and in the meantime, you have a couple of these glowing orbs, you see, and like naked men come out of the glowing orbs. And uh, so they go, and, and one naked man is the good guy, one naked man is the bad guy. So the naked man who's the bad guy, he's like a sexy cop guy. Although if you see him now, he doesn't look like that. But back in the day, he's a sexy cop guy. So, so he's going to the mall. He's all like, hey, kids, I'm a cop. You can trust me. Have you ever seen this kid? You ever uh, seen this kid? Anyway, red-headed ginger plays the, plays the wingman and says, no, fuck, I don't know that kid. And then he runs over to his friend, John. He says, John, holy shit, 5-0, right? Uh, so they got to run out of there. <laughs> Suddenly the big monster comes and he's the bad guy from the first time, but now he's the good guy and he's like, come with me, you want to live, uh, right? And he takes the guy and he shoots the guy and he keeps shooting him. And you know, it's that movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger always films at that same mall. So it's like the same mall as Commando. It's the same mall as... So this is where that mall is, right? So, so there's a whole bunch of shit that happens. Like there's a lot of action shit that happens, but by uh, the end, the bad guy is melted as is the good guy, so that none Whoa. of the good guy's parts can be saved. How's that for a sequel to this movie? Holy shit. Because I figured that, that since they stole sequel. everything from this movie, from other movies, we may as well just steal the friggin' sequel. <laughs> I'd only have one change. Yeah. The good guy and the bad guy have to be the Olsen twins, but like, <laughs> male, right? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's so still got to be an also twin movie. I feel like we're missing the crux of the sequel here. Oh, no, 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 they're not in it. It's just, <laughs> we're just stealing a movie and putting oh, it on sorry. with the New York Minute, you know? It's, it's not even in New York. Sleep. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's, it's, the movie makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And But the good thing about it is you don't have to see the first movie yeah, to enjoy the second. It's true. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I sitting there is like going, can I make this funny? Because it's kind of dumb, but yeah, I guess I can make it funny. Okay. But the commitment was great. I would have been. I would. I was waiting for you to go the whole movie. Honestly, yeah. I did. I didn't want to make the the episode like three hours long because I could really go into the entire movie, go into all the nuance and shit. You know, Joe Morton sitting there with the with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I, can, I can do all that, but I'm not going to yeah. do that. So, <laughs> but now's the now comes the hardest choice of all. Who do I give the rose to? Mm. Uh, we give the guys a little moment to argue. So, guys, argue amongst yourselves. Which one of you did better? I mean, I feel like there's a reason that Andy can't win, and there's quite a simple reason that Andy fights machine Andy Richter, beats him <laughs> numerous times, and then gets knocked out. Later in the film, <laughs> what the fuck can knock that guy out? Like that is believable. It's absolutely not a believable movie. Yeah, I say he got knocked me, out. Right? I meant, I meant his battery ran out, so he had to get recharged. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, God, now you've go. just introduced a whole new character flaw <laughs> because you never mentioned he was on batteries before. So he's on batteries on Wi-Fi. Doesn't yeah. really fit. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's why I feel like mine is absolutely the best one to choose, but it's really not. I want to take myself out the running for this week. I actually just want to see. I want to say that Drew and Andy have got some fantastic sequels. I don't want to see mine in the cinema, so I'm out. <laughs> Man, I like yours though because you could have the totally. Uh, you could have that. You could have that moment. That uh, what? What the hell is that? Uh, that British movie about love and December and <laughs> love actually. Love actually. In it. Yeah. Love actually. You can have that total love actually moment because it's New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> so you can have like suddenly the guy from Walking Dead shows up and he's got the cue cards. And shit. <laughs> just, just out of nowhere. He's in the van. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. <laughs> he's because the again, stalker guy. He's the stalker guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's, it's What's his name Andrew something or other? Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. It's, yeah. it's funny that Matt. It's funny that Matt just said that he wanted to take himself out of the running because I was about to say exactly the same thing. I was like, "Look, I, I think, I full disclosure. This this pitch. I wrote this pitch in like the twenty minutes before we recorded. I've I've forgotten to take and I've forgotten to take my anti anxiety meds for the last four days, and so I've been having some wacky side effects." When, until I realised, so been a little bit behind on my pitching, and mm. I'm quite proud of my pitch. This movie does not deserve a sequel yeah. that got as much thought as I no. put into it in that 20 minutes. I'm I'm proud of it. <laughs> I like it. I think it could be an interesting meditation on the state of reevaluating movies. No, Andy should win. <laughs> I feel I like think. Drew, you can't knock. Why are we suddenly bigging each other up? Like for me, I feel like Drew's is like this is the end, but yeah, you know where everyone just plays themselves <laughs> and they're slightly eccentric versions of themselves. <laughs> Drew feels more like a documentary though, rather than a sequel. I do like so. So yours is called NYM. NYM. Yeah, yours is called New York Two. New York Minute Two. New York New York Minute. No, no, it's just called it just NYM. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so people oh, will okay. get, oh, okay. get, get confused that. and call it Nim yeah. and think it's a sequel to that mouse movie. Ah, uh, clever! <laughs> and then they put it in like, oh, I've just wasted all my money. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, damn it. Awesome it, was a bit, it was a bit like a documentary. Um, I, like um... I was paying for mice and I get Olsen twins. Yeah. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> we could have put like we could have put some things in. I was expecting when the people when the people started to rewatch uh, New York Minute. And then we had a montage. I thought it was going to come back and everyone's going to be like, they've just seen the ring and their faces are all fucked up and stuff and they're on the floor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and and everything is wet. <laughs> everything is wet too. Just everything is wet. <laughs> Why is everything just... wet? Yeah. So damn. Because yeah, it's the ring, you know? It's like that yeah. toilet water that she came TV's out of. The TV's broke. There's water on the floor and you guys are fucked yep. up. What the fuck happened? Oh. <laughs> It's it's New York Minute too. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Drew, good yeah. for you. You you did your pitch in twenty minutes. That's pretty much how long it took them to write this movie. I, so. Yeah, I expect so. <laughs> Thank you. Like... <laughs> all right, Dave. The choice well, is yours. All right. I, I have to say, Andy, I, I I'm going to give it to you, but not Yay. because both Matt and Drew decided to puss out and say <laughs> no, not mine. I don't want to be associated with this. Call me Alan Smithy. <laughs> but I just felt like there was there was an excitement there. There was a there was a shirtless Andy Richter yeah. who's jacked. And shirtless the Rock, yeah, like... and the Rock as well. And you know what? There may be some kissing there because he's in the Fast and the Furious movies, and as we all know, that's yeah. basically edited gay porn. So, um, yeah. <laughs> 
Andy, you're you're the winner. Hey. Oh, I would say you have to change the title to Tick Tick Tomb Number Two. Yeah. Oh, two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the look on your face on the cat. <laughs> you were so happy with that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I it's called <laughs> it's called Tick Tick. So this week, Andy is our winner. Andy, Mm, what are we going to be doing next episode in episode 51 of Sequel Pitch? What movie are we going to pitch? The choice is yours. Now, Mm. we have a free slot this week so i shh, shh. Ooh, no we I have got... to we have to pretend no, for the audience on... that that we pick them live every week even <laughs> though we keep pretending that we do that but also telling them that we don't <laughs> so this one i i thought about for about a month i'll be honest um <laughs> it's a podcast of lies <laughs> I've, got, I've got two choices but <laughs> no podcast of lies I have an interesting one for you i am a big fan of i am legend the book not the film the film had a disastrous ending, but I am picking I Am Legend 2, and you can either pick the good ending, which is, I think, the alternate ending on the DVDs, uh, or you can pick the crappy cinema- cinematic version. The choice is yours, but I Am Legend 2. It's, uh, There's no choice. There's absolutely no <laughs> yeah, choice. Honest, no. I, actually, no, I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to amend that. You could only do the alternative version because fuck the cinematic version, which they redid okay. because they were like the focus audience. I think was like, oh, it's too depressing. Oh, no, yeah, you've you got to do you it. You can't where... have anything depressing in the states. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, to be happy, even though he he sacrifices himself at the end. But no, I am legend. Alter- uh, alternative ending. Okay, very nice. So that is what we are going to be doing next episode on sequel pitch in episode fifty-one. So all that's left now is to say thank you for listening to this bumper 50th episode. We are on socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you think someone else should have won, let us know on Twitter. And also we have a very special uh, thing as well. We have a patron now. So if you enjoy our (laughs) podcast and if you like us then head on down to our Patreon at uh, Sequel Pitch. Um, at, well, just search it, yeah? Uh, yeah Patreon.com forward slash <laughs> Sequel Pitch. There you go. Forward slash um, Do the work pitch. yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, I'll put it in and the episode. Join <laughs> us and become, and become a, a pitch. A pitchy, a, a you sequel. Can, you, pitch, can be, you can you can become oh, our yeah, patron. patron. Yeah, yeah. We, we need a we need a term for our pitch like pals. We do, we do. We need a term for our fans. Pitch bitch, pitch pals, pitch pals. That's a good one. Uh, if you want to become a pitch yeah, pal, then head on down to our bit. patron. <laughs> so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Drew. Goodbye, everybody. It's goodbye from Matt. Goodbye. It's goodbye from our special, 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 special guest, Dave. Oh, goodbye. Woo! And I hope that my, uh, you know, Drew, I'll send you all my all my links and everything. Maybe people can look yeah, it up. Yes, yes, yeah, sorry. I didn't notes. actually do that. That was 
my bad. It's fine. I, I, you rat bastard. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just do, it's fine. Let us do it. Do it. Do it now. We'll, we'll put it in. Let us know where well, we can find you, Dave. Uh, That'd be yeah. great. No, no, it's fine. You do. Where well, can I'm we find in, you, Dave? I'm in Canada. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, we're, we're just disturbingly pragmatic is the name of our podcast, and uh, it. You know, I'll even send you a couple of clips of the of the show, so maybe you can tack it on the end. Who knows? I will do. So that people yeah. can actually go. Oh, so that's what they sound like. Yeah, yeah, I'll send cool. you some cool, funny yeah. ones, not the crap that we usually <laughs> And uh but we're we're disturbingly pragmatic at most uh most of the uh socials, except for Twitter, which is DP with DP <laughs> and that's yeah. Very yeah, nice. Double penetration. That's what we were going yeah, to do. Yeah, he he went there. <laughs> so listen to them guys. Uh, I did. follow them and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's funnily enough that's that's the Olsen twins nickname. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. No, David! Oh. David! I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> edit it out, just edit it out, I'm terrible. I will you made, not. You made it so close without, you know, you made it so close. Just near the end. Look, the they're end. 35 now, I can say it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, got, they've, had some, they've had some wear on the tread, so. <laughs> and it's goodbye from our winner. Just say it, Andy. Just do us all a favour. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye, yeah. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, God. What goodbye, a treat. Everyone. Thank you so much, Dave. Sorry, guys, I I hope that wasn't too gross. No, that was fabulous. I used to watch Casper all the time. Casper, the friendly boy, until he got in that van. (laughs) Oh my god. That was was good, babe. That was dark. That was right off the top of my head. That took me by surprise. (laughs) It took Casper's by surprise, too. (laughs) (laughs) And his parents and family. Would you like some candy, little boy? Well, sure. I'm friendly. Uh oh. (laughs) Mm, I got a Tootsie Pop for you. Oh, my my God. I can't believe we're making How many licks does it take to get (laughs) to my center? And one thing that, that may not exist in the straight male-female relationship, i.e. the real enjoyment of a fart, a good fart, a fart that one can enjoy with one's partner, maybe that doesn't exist in as many female-male relationships. But I know, sure shit, in a male-male relationship, that is always an appreciated trait. I've appreciated that one time, and it is a story that I will tell until my dying day, when I looked across at your body at three o'clock in the morning, and you gracefully, <laughs> like a jumping gazelle, oh my God. like a ballerina, <sighs> like a synchronized swimmer, if you will, <laughs> threw your leg up into the air <laughs> and let rip the loudest ass clappy fart, three <sighs> motherfucking a.m. in the And when I say that that... Had a pungent sousson. Oh my god. You were so... Oh. oh my god. It's not like... It's not like not every single person on the planet hasn't had a poop accident in their <laughs> life. Because I guarantee you, even the queen has shit her pants at one point. I'm sure. I'm even sure. Even the queen while wiping has gone through. Oh my god. Maybe on purpose. Oh my god. Are you no. excited? 
Did you get a boner? That was no. I was going for boners. Was Did it work? Dis- I was disturbed. Are you disturbed at the thought of a 95-year-old flicking her bean? Do you think it's a bean, or would it be more like a pimento at that point? <laughs> what? <laughs> would it be a caper? <laughs> oh, my. 95. Cashew. <laughs> It's actually a small penis, dear. 